You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 284. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Hello, hello, you amazing person human, woman, man, whoever you are listening to this amazing podcast today. Hello, my friend. Now, Evergreen, Evergreen Marketing is powerful. So are you ready to dive deep into a topic that can propel your business to do new heights, aka Evergreen Marketing and how to scale to seven figures? If you are shaking your head or saying in your mind, hell yes, Ange, then you're going to want to lean in a little bit and get ready to listen to this magic. If you've been searching for proven strategies to achieve seven-figure success, look no further. In this episode, we'll explore the power of evergreen marketing and how it can be the game changer you've been seeking and looking for. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, understanding the principles behind evergreen marketing is crucial. We'll uncover the strategies, tactics, and tools that can help you create sustainable growth and reach that seven-figure milestone, if seven figures is what you're after. Join me and my good friend Rose all the way from Portugal, where we're going to dive deep into the power of evergreen. But before we get started into this episode, I just want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my two-hour mid-year live strategy and goal planning workshop. This is an opportunity for us to review, revise, and revisit what is working and not working in your business. This is an opportunity for you to work, you know, on your business versus in your business. This is an opportunity for you to sit with other women from around the world who are also going through different things so that you can learn from one another. My two-hour live workshops, I've had hundreds and hundreds of women around the world go through this particular workshop, and it is absolutely game changer. So if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what the next steps are, if you don't know what your goals are for the next six months in order to end 2023 with a bang, I encourage you to join me for my two-hour live mid-year check-in business strategy and goal planning workshop happening next Thursday, July 20th. It is a two-hour live workshop. Simply head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and at the very top of the website, you'll be able to secure your spot. Again, this is for my two-hour live strategy and goal planning mid-year check-in workshop. You can secure your spot by heading to AngelaHenderson.com.au. Click on the big banner and secure your spot. But for now, let's get into this opposite, this awesome episode with Rose, where we're going to talk about the power of of evergreen. Welcome to the show, Rose. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. We've been chatting about getting you on the podcast when, when I think as we initially started these conversations back in Napa Valley in March. 
and we have yeah. finally made it happen. I was unwell. You were doing traveling. I know you've got a big event happening over in London coming up. So we finally were together. We made it happen. So I'm so excited to have you here today. I know, right? And also time zones on top of all of that too, but we've made it. We have made it. And so even though, you know, I say I'm even more excited, but not really because I love you to bits, but I'm even more excited that we're going to be chatting about how to use evergreen marketing to scale to seven figures because this is a hot topic right now. There's a lot of debate around evergreen to evergreen, not to evergreen. What does this mean? What does this look like, especially in 2023? So we'll start to dive deep into that. But before we do, I always like to ask my guest a fun question. And my fun question to you is this. I know you're in the middle of writing your book, The Evergreen Revolution. So I'm curious to know, were there any books that inspired you to write this book? Or what is your favorite all-time book? Oh my gosh. Um, So (laughs) I have to admit, writing the book was like pulling teeth. The only (laughs) way I managed to get it done, I actually got it written in 40 hours over two months. Mm. I'm a bit of a nerd. I like to like track things like that. Um, So 20 hours in January, 20 hours in February of this year. And I just got it done because it was tough. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really pleased of what's actually come out of all of it. Favorite book? I am one of those people that starts like 10 to 20 books (laughs) and finishes them. (laughs) That's all right. At least we can admit this. Do you know what I mean? We've got this going on. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't even have anything like ADHD to blame for that either. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is just how I roll. But again, I remember Denise, who's a mutual friend of ours, talking one day about like, People who, you know, they buy courses and they're like, I didn't get my money's worth because I didn't finish the course. And I remember Denise talking one day when we were at a rose farm and she said something like, yeah, but you know what? People still get what they need at the right moment, right? So I'm a huge believer, like even if you're not finishing those books, you got what you needed those from those books at, at the exactly right moment in life. Exactly that. And sometimes you just need to read a couple of pages or just open the door to yourself to that topic Mm. and the shifts happen. So yes, no guilt about all the unfinished books. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some of my listeners, you might be new to them. So in a nutshell, can you tell the listeners what you do and and how you specifically help business owners? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm a former McKinsey strategy consultant turned digital CEO. Uh And I'm typically known for two things right now, evergreen marketing, which obviously we're diving into today and DM selling. And those two things go go, go together pretty well, actually. Um, I'm also the creator of the Melina Girl Next Door brand, uh, which is what the live event is all for next week, as you said. And um, yeah, those are kind of the two things that I love teaching and talking about and that I really love pioneering in, in those two spaces as well. And you do those things very, very well, my friend. And it's it's an honor to know you and it's an honor to watch you continue to excel in these, you know, in your zone of genius. So today we're chatting about how to use evergreen marketing to scale to seven figures. Let's start off with the basics, just so all listeners out there, we're all on the same page. Can you share with me what evergreen marketing is and how it's different to launching? Absolutely. Yeah. So Evergreen is, you could say, the opposite to launching. Launching being challenge launches, webinar launches, social media launches, all those good things where you open and close cart at a certain time in the year. Mm-hmm. Evergreen is where actually you're able to sell all year round. You might have clients, students jump into your programs every week. So you never actually close cart. Now, mm-hmm vast majority of the companies in the world are evergreen. In the online space, we just tend to do things differently and we decide to do launches. But all the Fortune 500 companies are evergreen pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um, that's like in a nutshell what it is. What that looks like in practice and the way that I typically teach it right now is to help my students sign one to three clients a week into their group coaching programs or courses or programs of any kind. Um, so that's what it looks like in practice. And usually one to three clients a week 
is enough to really get a business rocking and rolling. And it's allowed us to scale to seven figures, in fact. Mm. And for, I'll ask, oh, I'm going to hold off on that question because it will tie in later on. So, because, yeah, I mean, Evergreen, it's been around for a while. Like you said, it's not like it's something new, right? Fortune 500 companies have been doing mm-hmm. it. And just, uh, again, I do find the online space, they like to just mess things up a little bit sometimes. They like to turn <laughs> really things do. on the head. And again, then you add ADHD in there and everything else. And we all just like to do our own shit is really how it goes. So now I know that you specifically had great success with building your own Evergreen funnel, which has made over a million dollars. So I'm curious to know, There'd have to be some lessons. There'd have to be some golden nuggets that have come from your learnings from doing this. Uh, and again, generating $1 million in US doing in USD sales is phenomenal. So share with us some of the lessons you learned so that others don't have to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think what is probably unique about the way I teach evergreen marketing right now is two things. Um, the first is that predominantly we've sold high ticket coaching on evergreen. Mm-hmm. However, so I've been a really big, big advocate for high ticket for a long time. Mm-hmm. However, I kind of had to eat my words about that a couple of months ago when I realized looking back at the last two years or so of um, results in, in my core program right now, that some of our best results from students have come from them selling their low ticket items as well. Okay. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to take that all back. So yeah. low ticket and high ticket work really well. And when I say low ticket, I mean like a thousand to two thousand dollars, pounds or whatever. Um, mm. High ticket then being like, everything above that three, five K and upwards. Um, you've got the super low ticket, like $500 and below, but we don't really do much of that on evergreen right now. It takes the same amount of effort to sell something that's $500 that is 5k. So Mm -hmm. I'd I'd rather make the 5k, frankly. Um, (laughs) keep it simple, keep it simple. (laughs) Absolutely. So yeah, high ticket on evergreen is actually a really good place to start as well. If you are, let's say fully booked in your one-to-one and you're thinking like, where do I go next from here? Um, then continue to sell high ticket for a long while. I wouldn't suggest going right into low ticket courses, especially if you have um, a very small audience. So that was one big lesson for me. When I first went evergreen, first like dabbled with it, started playing around with it. I was at that time fully booked with one-to-one clients and I launched a group coaching program. I was like, okay, how am I going to fill this? I've launched it. I've got four people in it. What happens now? Uh-huh. And I ended up building a funnel, built that funnel and it led to me signing nine clients in nine weeks. And then that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it completely snowballed into the seven figure business in the end. Um, and so, yeah, you don't necessarily have to wait to, for a certain point to go evergreen. I would say having some clear idea of what you're wanting to sell, obviously a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing that I think is, is powerful in terms of a lesson is we're in 2023 now and we're not in 2015. The online marketing world has changed so much since then. Gone are the days where you can whip up an evergreen webinar funnel, for instance, and expect people to come and pay you 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand um, out of the blue. It's just not how it works anymore. There is not a huge amount of trust in our industry, unfortunately, and people need to feel really confident about how they're spending their money, particularly now more than ever with interest rates going up, bit of a squeeze uh, for some people financially. So what we've done there is actually build in a lot of intimacy into our evergreen funnels. So I'm not a massive advocate of whipping a funnel up and expecting people to pay pay you um, out of the blue. And instead, having conversations with people, building that intimacy and that trust up pays dividends down the road. Mm. And that's where the ever, that's where the uh, DM selling pieces really come off the back of that as well as we discovered that. Um, so yeah, intimacy and high ticket equals epic results, I think is the best way to summarize that one. Mm. And, the, and again, I think intimacy, whether or not it's evergreen, 
or whether or not you're just selling one-to-one or whether or not you're selling the low ticket, well, no matter what, I don't care what the fuck you're selling, really. Do you know what I mean? Intimacy, I believe, should be part of a client's customer journey from day one. From the minute, whether or not it's they enter your DM, from a discovery call to an inquiry form to leaving a comment on your Instagram, right? It, mm-hmm. Showing people that you're treating them like humans, right? And that they're not just a piece of meat and a transaction goes a long way. Even if they're not ready to buy from you, I believe intimacy pays off, do you know what I mean? Collectively, because it's like a compound effect. People remember how you made them feel. And so again, I just think intimacy at any time of business um, is so important, but yet people forget to sprinkle that in. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, massively. And I think sometimes you... When you're growing your business, you can end up at risk of your ego getting in the way mm. and going from grassroots to, okay, I'm like the big dog now. I'm the influencer. I've got all this community, all this, this like audience around me. They're just going to buy from me. And then beginning to treat your people like numbers. And I see this a lot. <laughs> like This is not mm. going to work out in the long run, my friends. So yeah, never really losing that connection is, is very powerful. And that's not to say that you can welcome people into your DMs with all their problems 24-7. You don't necessarily have to do that. Yes, of course, have boundaries. But yeah, the intimacy piece allows people to trust you. And of course, they're going to buy from people they trust. And again, it might take a little bit longer. I mean, you've got to go in, you've got to respond or send a voice message or whatever. But again, you become memorable. And I remember in the book, The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, he talks about becoming remarkable. And when you become remarkable, you become memorable. And so I do encourage the listeners out there today to think about like, how are you becoming memorable? And that intimacy piece, in my opinion, is one of those pieces when really I'm, there's still not a lot of businesses doing it well, right? They're doing it to tick a box, but they're not doing it well. So if you can just capitalize on that, I still think you're so much further along the game than many other businesses. Yeah, now. definitely. And, and it doesn't have to require a single spammy cold pitch DM either. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. We actually, you don't need those, right? And that's where I think, I think people start thinking, oh, am I going to start missing out? People are doing this. I need to do it. And then they start to freak out because they start to self-doubt themselves. But just stay true to you, you know? And I also like how you touched about ego. A couple of weeks ago, I did an episode about the missing link in my business and the thing that I brought back into my business. It was actually something that was stimulated back um, before our trip to Napa Valley and I'd already started doing it, but it re-enhanced or reinforced when I was in Napa Valley with you a few things. And that was, I used to always do free VIP mean events, or they were like very small amounts to be paid. But as I started to make more money and as I started to scale, I was like, no, everyone has to pay me. Do you know what I mean? You don't get access to me if you don't pay me, right? And my ego definitely got in the way. And I remember when I was reviewing, reflecting last year and coming into this year, I was like, what did I used to do that I love so much that brought me joy, was effortless? And just, it wasn't even about making a dollar. It was just about leading with love. That that was it. And I was like, these events... So I've now brought these events back. We've done Melbourne. We've done Gold Coast. We've done Brisbane. We're about to head to Sydney. We're heading to Perth. And there's anywhere from about 25 to 40 people. And it is miraculous. You get to hug people. You get to see people. And they just, I don't know. There's something about your soul that lights up when you do these things. But again, I liked your reminder about ego. Check your ego. Where is that playing up? Not just in Evergreen, but where is it playing up throughout your business? Because uh, ego can damage you very, very quickly. Yeah, it separates you. That's what it does. Separates you from others, and that's not ideal. <laughs> no, no. Those people out there, are like, okay, great. I'm at capacity with my one-on-one clients, and if I like, I can't do any more. People are tired. People are fatigued. They're going. You know, is this for me? How would someone know if evergreen marketing is for them in their business model? Okay, so I would 
if I was in that position, this is exactly what I did. I would consider what do you want to be creating in your business in six to 12 months time? And how do you want to be feeling? Um, if you're the kind of person that really likes the uh, fast deadlines of launches, um, that likes knowing you've got to run up to a deadline and get all the assets ready to rumble and then like, go, go, go. And you love being able to do that. And then you take like a long break afterwards. Um, then keep launching, launch that group coaching program, launch that course, whatever you want to do next, begin to scale your income a little bit more. Um, of course you're going to need a bit of an audience in place to launch too, but that's something else. Yeah. Or do you want to, are you the sort of person that really likes consistency and stability? Um, well, everybody's different. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely somebody who likes to build really strong foundations in a business, have real stability, consistency, and just flow. And I also like building masculine structures that I can then femininely flow around. Right. <laughs> yep. I like that. <laughs> and um, for me launching, yes, it can be fun. Yes. Um, it can also be a whole lot of work. And also it's very unpredictable. What I discovered at the end of 2020, after doing about nine launches, is that the times in my business that felt really relaxed and were most profitable were the times in which I had an evergreen funnel working for me in the background, leading to sales and new clients. And the months in which I felt like I was pretty stressed and also least profitable somehow were the months in which I was launching. Mm. Um, so that was like one like, bit of information for me. I was like, okay, interesting. This is a bit different to what I'm being sold like on online right now. <laughs> yeah. So of course you think, okay, am I doing it wrong or all right? Or like, well, I don't think I am. I've, I've gone to learn how to launch from a launch coach. Like I know what I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, and then I also did two launches, um, not back to back, kind of within like three to four months of each other. I used exactly the same challenge video scripts, the same 40 emails, the same offer, same pricing. Literally everything was the same. And the first launch I made 36,000 US dollars. And the second launch I made 11,000 US dollars. Okay. Ah, no. How can launching be that unpredictable? And I just thought like, I don't want my business to feel that unpredictable. I don't want my business success to hang on a strategy that could go one way or the other. And it's very difficult to then and like really understand why those results were the way they were. There could be, let's say, five to 10 different reasons for why that launch only brought in a third of the results. So I just thought I need to find something that feels more stable, more predictable. And um, so that's why I went all in on Evergreen in the end. And I guess the rest is history. So um, going back to your original question, I would invite that person to really think about what do they desire for their business and what sort of personality type do they have? Mm-hmm. Does launching or evergreen work best for them? Also know that you don't have to actually choose between the two and just be on one side or the other. You might, for like a lot of the seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs in, in this space, have an evergreen baseline and then do launching on top. Mm-hmm. We think that the big names rely on launching because launching is a very in-your-face strategy. You mm-hmm. know when somebody's launching. James Wedmore just launched recently. We yes. were, we're all known about that haven't we? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but actually, to what degree does his revenue also come in on Evergreen? And yes. similar with other people. So just because you see other people doing it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only thing they're doing to grow their business. Um, so yeah, you can do both as well. Yeah. And I like that you said that because it's not, often I see people saying you must choose a lane. It's either this one or it's this one, right? But there's, like you said, there's so many variables. If you're someone who likes the high, I guess you could say, and you're an adrenaline, you know, adrenaline junkie, and you like unpredictability, then launching probably is going to be more in alignment, and you're probably going to kill a launch, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're someone yeah. who is a worrywart and you're running from a place of scarcity, and you're like, this isn't going to work, it is working, it's not going to work, do you know what I mean? Like, 
you're going to be stressed. Your nervous system is going to be stressed. Your team's going to be stressed. And the energy around that is not going to flow the way you want to. So the fact that, again, you're allowing people to kind of, I always say like the analogy, it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, pick and choose, you know what I mean, what you like. You can do one, you can do the other, you can do both, I think is great because it's um, it's not going to work for everyone and not everyone's going to like it, right? So I love that. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Now, I know you touched upon it a little bit, but I do want to go back a little bit. And it's, you know, there's never a perfect time, first of all, for anything. There's never a perfect time to launch. There's never a perfect time to start a business. There's never a perfect time to have a family, get married, etc. But like for those business owners that are out there going, okay, this sounds good. This feels good. Like, is there like a three point quiz they could ask themselves? Is there like a little checklist that they could ask themselves? Like to when they know that the time or like should be right. Like for example, if you don't have team in place, should you be doing evergreen? Should you, um, if you don't have money for ads, should you be doing evergreen? Like what are some of the things that they need to be thinking about in order to really do evergreen? Because I've seen people do half-ass evergreen, right? And then people who like you that do it really well. So what should they be considering to know when they should be starting this? It's so funny because as I'm reflecting on this question, um, all the things that you may assume are correct for all the things that let's say you must have in place before you go evergreen. I didn't have any of them when I went evergreen and it still was successful. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, what actually is required here? So a lot of people will say, right, you have to have a big audience to be able to go evergreen successfully. I didn't. I Uh definitely didn't. Um, I was willing to invest some money in ads, but looking back at that, I spent 20 pounds a day on ads. So what's that? $30 or so, 30 US dollars. And ended up signing one new client a week that was worth three to four grand to me at the time. So that was Uh hilariously profitable. So if you're willing to kind of get in there a little bit and spend a bit of money on ads, if you've got no audience, great, (laughs) go for it. Um, We teach ads as well inside my program because a lot of people do actually want to, to do it. Um, so yeah, you could say, yes, you need to have a big audience. Nope. Didn't have that still worked out. Um, other people might say you need to have beta tested your offer multiple times. You'd have launched it, run it a few times to know that it really works. Nope. Didn't do that either. (laughs) So I had got fully booked to my one-to-one in eight weeks. I was general business coaching at the time. Um, just using my McKinsey strategy consulting background and my coaching qualification, just like figuring out as I go, I thought I'm going to launch a group coaching program. I'll charge three K for it. And I'm going to kind of turn my one-to-one into a group. It's all going to just be general business coaching. Now, of course, if I'd been a bit more specific about my program promise and been really clear about the result I was promising at the time, it would have been a lot easier to have sold it, but I still sold it, got there in the end. So I don't believe you have to be to launch or um, be to run a program to really know that it works just yet. I launched that program just over three years ago. 
we have kept that program running ever since. All I've done is improve it as we've gone along. I've redone the curriculum three times. We've refined it again and again. It's kind of like building the plane as you're flying it. Yeah. And my belief here is like, why would you wait to run that program a second and third time before making improvements to it? Mm. Why not make the improvements as you notice it? You can make the changes. People are going to be happy that you've made the changes to make it better, right? Yes. So um, no need to be to run it a few times. And then maybe the only prerequisite is a willingness to be a bit patient because yes, you can create results in Evergreen immediately. I've had clients that have launched a funnel and made back 10x on their ad spend within the the first 30 days. It's been amazing to see that. Other times it needs a bit more tweaking, a bit more testing, a bit more refinement, a bit more patience because there's other things in your funnel, in your process right now that aren't quite working, such as maybe your sales call strategy kind of sucks, or maybe you're not so great at selling your offer just yet. So it doesn't matter how good that evergreen funnel is. If you are fluffing up those sales calls on the back end, it ain't going to work, my friend. Mm. So that can also stop you from making um, sales. Um, It might be your front end messaging isn't quite right. So you need to refine that. So a bit of patience, often a good thing. Um, but as I said, like my first funnel was profitable straight away. When you know what you're doing, it kind of works out all right. And got a bit of guidance, it's a bit better. So if you've got, and let's say another way of making money, such as one-to-one coaching that continues to fuel your business, you're not reliant on this like magical evergreen funnel to make sales for you by day one, you'll be absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to know, Angela, have you had any prerequisites that people feel like they need to have before they can go evergreen? For me, I mean, my thing is, is is just alignment. Do you know what I mean? Does it feel like, are you doing it because you want to do it? Or are you doing it because you feel like you have to do it? Like, are you doing yeah. it from a place of scarcity or a place of abundance, right? Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. doing it from scarcity and you're in freak out mode because the launch didn't work and now you've got to do this, I'm like, don't do it because mm-hmm. it's it's probably not going to work. You're going to resent it. You're going to hate doing the work. You're like, you're just going to hate everything. And if that's, if you hate it and you hate showing up, you you try and get on a sales call and you don't want to be doing sales calls. Your people are going to know that and you're not going to convert. And then you're going to say, oh, this evergreen funnel didn't work. Where it's like, no, it's, you, you just, you weren't ready for it because you weren't in alignment. So my biggest thing is around alignment. Um, mm-hmm. My other thing is just like, I've, it depends. Everyone teaches evergreen differently. I'm not an evergreen specialist. So if people do want evergreen, I will outsource that. It's like, I can talk about it, but it's not my zone of genius. Um, but I'll also say like when I've done evergreen in the past, for me personally, the way that I was taught the evergreen, and that was going to actually be my next question was there was a lot of like tech setup, and there was a lot of like collating collateral, right? So I didn't have a lot of emails written. I didn't have my videos done. I didn't have my sales call stuff done. So I felt like I was in alignment when I went into it. But then as I started doing it, I started to resent it because I was like, there's not enough hours in the day for me to execute this because mm-hmm. I was still working full time as a mental health clinician at that stage. However, there's 80 different ways to skin a cat, right? So that was for me, but I don't look at it as a prerequisite. I just look at evergreen as like building a house. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, yeah. sometimes it can go to plan very easily. Other times it might take a little bit of a while or there might be a detour, but that's what you've already highlighted. Patience is key in my opinion. So if you're in alignment and you understand patience, then I think rock and roll. But if you're not in alignment and you're running from scarcity and you're, and you're not prepared to just kind of like ride the wave, test and tweak, then it's like, again, it's probably, I believe it's probably not for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And, and you're right in that sometimes you are needing to build some pieces in the business that end up, I like to call them your million dollar assets, that like mm. funnel, that's a million dollar asset for you. Your program curriculum, million dollar asset, probably if you're going to make a million dollars from it. Um, and so, yes, that can take a little bit of time, a bit of thought, but I would much prefer to build something once and then make money from it and create results from it for years to come, than build it once, use it in a launch and then probably never use it again. And it'd be just totally. wild away in like a Google folder somewhere and in the graveyard and um, we have used the same um, webinar in our funnel um, for over three years and I go in and I kind of update it here and there I tweak it but it's kind of the same slide deck and we just make some tweaks here and there and and image changes or whatever Um, so I really love that we built that one asset and it's delivered results for a long time and then you mentioned about like all these emails and everything that needs pulling together so I totally hear you on that I ended up building out this like 30 or 40 email sequence but I didn't do it all in one day I ended up um, creating them on the fly when I was sharing something on social media or maybe it was a live stream on social media I just did a podcast sort of it might be I then turn that into an email send it to my main list anyway and then tag it on the end of my evergreen email sequence and it worked beautifully Um, and the reason for that is because your funnel's job is to take your clients or your leads down that buyer decision making process really effectively Mm. and so doesn't mean that you want to hardcore sell them in your evergreen email sequence straight out the gate often it requires a little bit more um sales psychology belief shifting um to really take them along the road with you until they're like okay this is definitely what i want to do and um that's particularly true if you're selling at the intellectual level like we typically do yeah. If you're selling at the will at the willful level, um, have you shared those four levels of consciousness on this podcast before, Angela? By the way, I have, but whether or not they all remember them, so feel free to do. I mean, tell people about yes, those four levels of consciousness that we love so much. Okay, cool. I'll do it real quick. So four levels of consciousness. Um, let's say the the first one is the reactive level of consciousness where you're responding to stuff. A great example would be, let's say, a deadline funnel where you have to sign up with the next seven minutes. Otherwise you lose your discount. So that's kind yes. of quite reactive. Willful is that you'll do whatever it takes to get the goal, to get the result that you want. Um, again, deadlines will work quite well with this type of person, this kind of level of consciousness. Um, if you're going to create like a one-time offer, they're going to jump into that um, and they'll just work as hard as they can to get the result. Intellectual is somebody uh, or kind of level of consciousness that really needs to know the process you're going to take them through to understand it before they then jump in. Um, you need to be really speaking to their mind to get their get their brain on board with you. And then intuitive is people who generally are kind of like a felt sense type person. They just know they want to work with you because they know. They don't necessarily need to know all the ins and outs. They just know it. Here's the money. Off we go. Um, So the four level of consciousness, we have to be very aware of like who we're actually selling to and the level of consciousness that we're selling to. It makes a big impact then on the sort of clients we're um, drawing in into our programs and then also how we deliver for them too. I very much sit at the intellectual level of consciousness. Consciousness. We also speak to the intuitive here and there as well. That's kind of reflective of who I am. We generally don't re- really sell to the willful level of consciousness very much. They can be in and out, hot and cold quite a lot sometimes. Um, and that doesn't really work for Evergreen. I like to be able to say, hey, here's what I'm selling. Here's all the information that you need. Let's have a conversation about it. Let's see if this is the right fit for you. I'm going to give you all the info that you require. And then I'm going to help you make a powerful decision for yourself. I'm not going to give you a fake deadline. I'm not going to give you fake scarcity. Let's work this out together. It's a high ticket purchase. It's an involved purchase. So I don't want to make you feel like we've got any smokes and mirrors here. So that's yeah. like my ethos around this. And it works really well for high ticket on Evergreen. Um, anyway, I feel like I've gone down a, a track here <laughs> elsewhere with 
what I'm saying. No, I, mean, I think it's good because it just gives people I mean, insight to your brain and, and gets them thinking in a different way about evergreen, right? So I just think, I think it's good. I think the conversation's great because it's a needed conversation. I think there's so many myths on the internet around evergreen. And I think you've got people who've had really great experiences and then people who've had really bad experiences, but that also goes with anything. You have a really great experience with a one-on-one coach and you have a really bad, shitty experience. You can go to a dentist and it's really good and you can go to a dentist and it's really bad, right? But that's yeah. why I like bringing on guests such as yourself is because we can talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. We can talk about that evergreen's not for every, everyone if this. Evergreen can work if this, right? Um, and that we're just giving them another lens to look at their business and whether or not they want to include this in their business model. Mm, yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. If those listeners out there are like, okay, great. You've got me, ladies. I need to know a little bit more about Evergreen. Like, what would the first things you would want them to do? Or what are the key components or stages of an effective Evergreen funnel? Like, how how would they know that they're starting to get on the right track? Or what should they be doing first? Can you walk them through that? Absolutely. So these are the phases that I take my clients through. So I'll walk you through step by step. The first thing is to really get that offer clear so you can articulate the value of it so that it sells really easily all year round. Mm -hmm. What we want to do, particularly if you've been launching a lot and relying on launching, what we want to do is move away from this idea of needing to use deadlines and scarcity to get people to buy. And instead, we want to move into a world where your offer is so clear, so freaking good, so needed that people will buy all year round without you needing to chuck a deadline at them. And so that often requires a little bit more specificity about who you're selling to, the juicy result you're helping them create, how the pathway that you're teaching is a little bit different. and this is like messaging on a whole new level. So, and it's a very offer led messaging as well. So that's the first thing that I'll do with my clients. Sometimes they already come with that totally dialed in. Awesome. Other times it just needs a bit of refinement. The second thing is to then live funnel test that um, funnel essentially. So yeah. what is that exactly? Really, really simple. You've probably already done it before. If you're listening to this, it is a live masterclass of some kind. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. call it webinar, masterclass training. Doesn't really matter. It's all the same thing at the end of the day. Now, what's different about this particular live masterclass is that you want to be able to put in a lot of belief shifting into this particular training because the best way for me to describe this is that when a lead, a cold lead from let's say a Facebook ad, or they just found you on Instagram randomly, or they've just heard about you on on a podcast, when a cold lead enters your world, they are going to have a certain set of beliefs about you themselves and the thing that you sell. Mm-hmm. And then somebody who's just signed up to work with you inside your program that you're selling, that new client has a different set of beliefs about you themselves and the work that you do. Your job in that webinar is to get them from cold lead to sold new client. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what we end up doing is filling these webinars with loads of like how to's and tips and tricks. And here's how I did it. And then what we end up doing is leaving our leads who've just watched that webinar with a to-do list of things they need to go away and do before they come and work with you. And then they never come back. Mm. <laughs> well, they might come back, but like they'll come back in a long, long time afterwards. And instead, this webinar needs to do the job of taking them from, yeah, cold to soul, essentially, which is a very different way of running webinars. And it's not very Russell Brunson bro markety at all. I work with a lot of women who also sell to women. And we have to be able to sell um, in a really, in a way that feels aligned for women, I think, and, and mm. typically how women's brains work anyway. Again, at the intellectual, intuitive level, I'm just going back to that. So live funnel test it. Run your live webinar. Job here is to get as much data and feedback as you possibly can. Are the people that are jumping onto the calls with you or, or signing up to your program the right kind of people that you want? Do you need to go change your messaging? Do you need to tweak some things in the slides? Do you need to deal with some other objections? Like all of these things we look at and we're looking for um, a decent conversion rate. 
before we then take that webinar and put it into the funnel. I cannot tell you how many people come to me saying, Rose, my funnel doesn't work. Um, and I'm like, well, did you test it? Like, no, I've just spent 10 grand on ads and I haven't got any money back. Well, not surprised. You didn't test the messaging. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah life funnel test is uh, the next thing and then yeah evergreening your funnel from there um some people like to as we said do ads instagram facebook ads you also have people doing google ads as well at the moment if people are searching for what you sell naturally anyway typically mm. those people are amazing high ticket buyers they will buy from you really quickly so that's another great way of getting traffic in um and then really once you're evergreening your funnel it's down to you tracking that data on a weekly basis and this is what i love about this particular strategy if you imagine every Monday, you look at your data in the funnel, you've had X many leads come in, X many clients signed or whatever, you're looking at all the things and you're making them one adjustment. You might think, hmm, my landing page conversion rate is a little bit low. I might just make a couple of tweaks and see if we can get it better. So you're able to make, let's say, a 1% improvement every week. Mm-hmm. And you could do it really quick. Do it within like an hour or so. It doesn't have to take a very long time. Yes. And then you're doing it again the next week or the next week. So let's say you do 12 weeks of compounded 1% improvements. Now, compare that to the coach or the online entrepreneur who is doing a launch in week one and then another launch in week 12. And they're only testing their marketing strategy twice mm. in 12 weeks versus the evergreen person who's gone and made a, an incremental improvement. Who do we think is going to be more profitable by the end of those 12 weeks? Well, gosh, <laughs> I mean, hello, do you mean evergreen all the way? Yeah. And so that's what I think is like the best thing about evergreen, in my opinion, is that you can just make all these improvements. And that's why we ended up snowballing that funnel into a seven figure um, cash received funnel, which kind of mind-blowing um, and to give you the numbers specifically last year we spent twenty-eight thousand us dollars on ads mm-hmm. and we generated nine hundred thousand us dollars back in cash received mm-hmm. so, so um yeah super cool and that was just 12 months of, of the year and obviously we were running this funnel for a little bit longer than that mm, dude that is so awesome and again it's i think it's something just to let people know and see like i know for example like i know we've got high ticket uh that we talked about too but i also know like i worked specifically too with a lady in covid who we created a 37 dollar product uh we had a bump two otos uh go into that and we made seven hundred and fourteen thousand in four weeks and we cleared 1.5 million with at the doing 12 month mark so it can be done but i also think like again full transparency on that one she had an email list she had a following and she was prepared to test ads right like and she had all of her assets like we were able to move very quickly because things were do you know what I mean? Like she had tested that particular five day challenge that we turned into a paid product like five or six times. We knew it worked, right? So we, we, I just like to be very transparent that again, she had audience, she had collateral, it worked, we moved quickly, right? That's not going to be everyone's case. But in that instance, you know what I mean? Her lower ticket product on that evergreen funnel worked a treat, you know? Mm-hmm. So no, it was great. And in, in Australia, you can also apply for a thing called an export grant. And export grants, if you market outside of any other country other than Australia and New Zealand, you can get up to like 35 k back on Facebook ads, Pinterest, Google ads, events, and things like that. That's a whole other thing. But there should be no reason why that the Aussies, do you know what I mean, aren't able to test these type of things, right? That's so cool. I'm a little bit jealous of that. That's amazing. But yeah, you get it. And then you get it for seven years. Um, it's just a reduced rate over the seven years. No, it's magnificent. Now, this has been awesome. And I know the listeners out there will just be like, ah, oh, this could be something that I could start looking at. So for those listeners wanting to connect with you, what's the best way or where can they find you? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So two places, Instagram is I am Rose Bradford. And then the second place to go would probably be the free training that I have on how to go evergreen. Um, I talk pretty quick, so you'll be able to get a gist of how to do it pretty fast. Um, just go to roseradford.com slash step up all one word and um, you'll get access to the training there. Dude, I love it. I mean, they're used to me talking quick. So I think this podcast, they will not have to put us on 2.5. Do you know what I mean? Because they get us yeah. alive and fresh, my friend. That's why we, we got along so well when we were driving in the car for a couple hours. We just kept on talking a million miles an hour. Now, I have one yeah. final question before we wrap up on this awesome podcast episode. And that is looking back on your business journey. What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh, man. Um so many things so many things i've got a post by the way on top of my instagram it's pinned and it's like the 11 lessons that i learned from making my first um million pounds cash received so if you're listening to this and you want those lessons go and go and grab uh, that at the top of my instagram but i'd say um I've been in business for, this is my sixth year now. And um, the first two years were really hard because you just don't really know what the heck you're doing. The next two years, I was beginning to get traction, but you're still putting a lot of money in and not necessarily getting a whole lot of money out. And if I'd have given up in the first four years, I wouldn't have then generated huge amounts of profit like we do today. So just forget about the quick, like the getting rich really quick type stories that you hear about in the online space, especially, and just stay in your own lane and just never, ever, ever give up because it might take you four years until you really take things really take off. And that's okay. That's still pretty darn quick in the grand scheme of things. So, um, I think I just wish maybe I'd been told like, look, you're going to get there in the end. So enjoy the journey and um, just believe in your absolute inevitable success. So yeah, I wish somebody said that to me. (laughs) Oh goodness. I love that. That is awesome. And yeah, again, so and I think again too, like the patience, right? I say this all the time on the podcast. If we all were going to be seven figure business owners right off the bat, the world would look very different, but there's a a reason why there's only a small percentage of people who ever hit those bigger numbers, if that's what they choose and want in their life. Right. So again, it is a journey you know, relax, lean in, surrender. So thank you again today, my friend. I'm glad that we were able to finally pull this off with time zones, illnesses and everything in between. So good to have you here. You're just a breath of fresh air as always. You've got great energy. You've got a wealth of knowledge and I hope you have an amazing live event over in the UK. Uh, And yes, just continue to be awesome. The world needs more people like you, my friend. Also, just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode over on AngelaHenderson.com.au. We'll make sure to have all of Rose's details and links there too. And don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed to Spotify or Apple, please do. And also don't forget to leave me a a review that will put a smile on my dial. But for now, you amazing human, no matter where you are in the world, I look forward to you joining me again for another episode of the Angela Henderson online business show. Thanks again, Rose. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson online business show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.